Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. This is episode 150. And uh, we're going to have the Beyond Synth family here in just a second. By that I mean Mark O'Merrick, who is here for Keeping It 80s, Florence Bullock for Catching Up With Florence, and Mike Mendoza, a.k.a. Hoo-Ha, who uh, does all the jingles for Beyond Synth. And we're going to go to that right away. That's pretty much the whole show. It's a big, long show today. But I need to point out that this show was recorded a few weeks ago, and so the Patreon is slightly out of date because I have some new donors this week. So I'm just going to read them off now and that's that man so we got a new donor of the beast 666 from love machines from ix and i don't know if it's pronounced ix or if they mean ix is in nine but if you see where it says love machines ix then it also looks like it says love machine six so uh help me out here man is it love machines from ix is it love machines from nine uh, is it Love Machine 6? You let me know. But thank you very much for donating to the show. And there's a $25 pledge from Christian James. Thank you very much for donating to Beyond Synth. Christian James. You're a cool guy. The coolest one. And uh, you know it, and I know it, now everybody else knows it. And then there is uh, another $5 pledge from David Andrews, the Englishman in Texas. He's the only one, so wish him well. And a new pledge from Russell Hugo. That name sounds familiar. Did you used to donate? Because Russell Hugo sounds familiar. Russell Hugo. Anyways, man, thank you for donating to the show. And then a $5 pledge from Loki. And I think I did mention this on last week's show, but I probably, uh, since we recorded this one a few weeks ago... Anyway, whatever. Uh, Thanks, Loki, for supporting Beyond Synth. And a $5 pledge from Mikey C, which I probably also mentioned on last week's show. So thank you very much, guys, for donating to Beyond Synth. It means a lot to me. So now, let's listen to a track, and then we'll go to episode 150. So here is a cool one from Meteor. Uh, This is from the album Voyage Into Fear, and this is a cool one. This is Survival Mode on...
And that was Survival Mode On by Meteor from the album Voyage Into Fear. And now, let's go to the party with episode 150 of Beyond Synth. And I warn you now, this episode is completely aimless. So, you've been warned. Hold on. What? There we go. I'm good. My metronome was on. Okay. And I was like, what? Oh, that's going to be fun. Well, then you can talk to the beat. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today is uh, the 150th episode of Beyond Synth, and I thought it would be fun to get uh, the Beyond Synth crew together, the people who... Uh, who, you know, do little special things on the show. Obviously, there's uh, Hoo-Ha, Mike Mendoza, who writes all the jingles for Beyond Synth, who I always forget to credit. Most of them. One is by Gust. Gust. Well, okay. Yes, one of the one of the themes is by Gust. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's Marco. Yay! Keeping it 80s with Marco, we do, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> what are you guys doing that segment? <laughs> we explicitly talk about the 90s. <laughs> and, and yeah, you movies do. a lot. Yeah. And then uh, and then of course there's Florence Bullock, aka Glitbiter. Although you're just usually here as Florence. Yeah, just plain old Florence. Yeah, and we have catching up with Florence where we talk about movies and stuff and I think the past few times it's just been me complaining about Star Wars to you. Well, yeah, but I always bring up Star Wars. You know what? I started uh, reading that book called The The Secret History of Star Wars. Really? It's basically like an account from when it began about how the story has like changed over time and like what what points the story morphed and because you know like whenever you see like interviews with George Lucas now like he'll always say that was the plan all along like all these movies were like planned out very specifically but then if you actually like follow interviews and things throughout the years it's very clear that the plan for Star Wars has just been changing constantly and that's why there's all this weirdness with the continuity and stuff like it's cool yeah it's cool I mean like it's an interesting book because it's basically like saying you know like when the first Star Wars came out like Darth Vader was never intended to be Luke's dad and all this other stuff it has all the citations and all the references of like the movies that George Lucas was um, inspired by and stuff and so you can clearly see that that's not what the point of the movie was and then there's all these like interviews and things to back that up but now he'll say that that was the plan the whole time even though if you actually watch the first Star Wars it's not really clear that he's his dad that's so lame when they do people do that shit it's like it wasn't the plan come on man yeah who are you kidding seriously I know and that's the thing because now when I watch those interviews with George Lucas and stuff I'm like okay clearly this wasn't part of the plan but it's funny how now like they really try and spin the story that that was the case and that you know the prequels were you know this was already planned from you know like 1970 when he had this thing but it's it's an interesting book and it's cool because it talks about how like at one point he wanted it to be 12 movies and then there's the shit where you know like in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda says there is another mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi they, it turns out to be Leia but in actual fact that might have been hints as to like who the protagonist would have been in the sequel trilogy but then making Empire Strikes Back was such a pain in the ass that Lucas then abandoned the whole idea and then just really wanted to get it over with in three movies and so they had to wrap up all those story points and then just made it Leia because that would tie things up but then you know when you think about it it doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it does make sense the Viceroy's and Phantom Menace those characters are super well designed and they're very you know in-depth characters you can't (laughs) tell me he wasn't thinking about that shit for 40 years well you know it's interesting because like he does actually have 
have that backstory and like they, they have like interviews and stuff to show that like even like in the 70s when he was planning out the backstory of Star Wars just for the sake of it for the sake of knowing the backstory when going forward it is actually about the Emperor who is the Senator Palpatine who like takes over the Galactic Senate and makes it become a dictatorship and stuff like that actually was in his head oh yeah and there was a trade federation that was these like corrupt officials that were screwing everything up but and the term Sith was in the original script of Star Wars too they never mentioned the word Sith in the original movies but Sith is like it's a thing that yeah. George Lucas came up with ages ago it's really interesting like it's worth reading because it basically shows you like draft one of like the Star Wars and that's when it's called the adventures of Luke Skywalker or something the Star Wars and then it keeps on changing and then because now if you see like interviews with Lucas he'll be like oh it was always intended as like the tragic story of Darth Vader a fall from good guy to to bad guy and his redemption and then meanwhile like the plot twist of part two where he's his dad was just a way of like kind of tidying up certain plot points because then it was like it was like getting spread out too far where it's like well technically his dad was a different dude than vader and vader killed him and then obi-wan said this one thing and then Anyway, it's it's good. Cool. Darth Vader's racist anyway, wasn't he? Didn't you know the whole concept of Darth Vader? Didn't you read that? Why? Because he's black? <laughs> Sorry. Wait, Darth Vader's racist? Is this a conspiracy theory? Probably. I'll bring up the article for you, mate. No, oh, I don't want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already sent it to Andy. Oh, no. Those those articles upset me, man. I, I already <laughs> sent one to Florence that pissed me off. Yeah. I think last time I, I talked with you, Florence, I was pointing out that I seem to read all these articles when it comes to The Last Jedi where... There's a lot of like apologizing for the film and they do it by like trying to tear down movies that people like in order to defend it. I remember you talking about this. You were saying like Jar Jar isn't that bad. I mean, look at C-3PO and his stupid accent. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so that stuff exists. And for The Last Jedi, whenever anyone complains about the movie, they'll be like, well, if you thought that was, you know, they did this in the old movies, that was bad too or whatever. And on May the 4th, there was like several articles basically saying that Infinity War... So they're comparing Last Jedi to Infinity War, saying that Last Jedi is better because Infinity War gave the audience what they wanted, and therefore I guess that's like talking down to them, whereas Last Jedi challenged people, and meanwhile it's like, the audience response speaks for itself. Have you seen Last Jedi? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it upset. Yeah, I know. It upset me too. I had to turn it off when Leia started flying through space. I was like, yeah. fuck <laughs> you be kidding me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, it's not that I have anything against people liking movies I don't like, but but for some reason, with a lot of new movies, I've seen this trend. The same with the female Ghostbusters, where I was hearing people basically, like, tear down the old Ghostbusters to defend the new one, going like, well, you know, the old one's not that good to begin with. And like, okay, hold on here. Like, I don't care if you like this movie. And so in with The Last Jedi, it's the same thing. So I've read several articles saying that these comparisons to Infinity War that the audience clearly just liked overwhelmingly, and it's like, oh, but it's bad because it delivered what the audience wanted and whatever. And then I read this one article, the one I sent to Florence, is saying like, Kylo Ren is the best villain in Star Wars because he's like the most human and blah, 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 blah. Which is fine if you if that's your opinion, fine. But then they go on to basically say that Darth Vader's sacrifice and redemption was cheap because he did it on his deathbed. <laughs> that's just cheap if you do it there. Oh Whereas like with Kylo, we're seeing it play over these movies. But with Darth Vader, he basically just turned to the good side at the end because he was dying anyways. And, and basically saying that his sacrifice and his redemption is sort of cheap. 
and Kylo's is better. So Bullshit. they could have just said, here's what I think about Kylo Ren and ended it. But they had to tear down this other thing, which is awesome. Right. And then they, and it was it, anyway, it pissed me off. So it was a stupid article. That's all. Yeah. It was a, whoever wrote it was really bad because they use like you said, they use the word cheapened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, they could have used a much better word for that. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was stupid. <laughs> You're right. How many people read this article? Like, Who was talking about this thing? I don't know. It was just a random article. It didn't mean anything. These things come to me. Like if I'm on Twitter on May the 4th, there's just these articles and I see them. It's the same thing when Marco sends me stuff. There's this progressive gaming blog that I always visit just to be annoyed. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? That's the one where I read the article about Super Mario being like... Problematic and <laughs> racist. It's and... problematic because of its toxic masculinity and stuff. And it's like, it's yeah. Mario. Like we're... <laughs> Dude, like, it blows my mind. But that one really bothered me with Darth Vader because it's like, they're like, they're trying to big up this movie by taking down the other one. And I'm like, dude, Darth Vader's redemption is amazing. And it's one of my favorite things, even like as a kid. The second he picks up the Emperor, just seeing him look back and seeing Luke get electrocuted and keep looking at the Emperor looking all crazy. And then he fucking picks him up and throws him in the pit. Like, that's one of my favorite things of all time. And it's amazing. And they they screwed it up when they made him yell no, like in the the revisions. (sighs) So you're just angry at the dummy who wrote the article? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> you should have him on the show and do like a fucking fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- d- okay, you want to write the jingle for that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's fuck you, dude. Off. Oh, that'll be your new segment, Andy. That's perfect. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Where I have people on the show who wrote articles I don't like, and I say fuck you, dude, and hang up on them, and that's the whole. Se- <laughs> Oh shit That segment should also have an end jingle Where you just then sing Fuck you dude Like on the hang up <laughs> So it starts And then when I hang up on them Like fuck you dude And like that's it You don't let them have a last word No <laughs> You cut them off Right before they get to their plugs and, Fuck you dude <laughs> Look we, we should listen to some music And then we'll keep talking I should point out that We don't really have an agenda for today But we'll get to that in a sec uh, Here is a cool song This is Glenn Main With the track Miami Night Ride
And that was Glenn Main with the song Miami Night Ride. And that was a cool track. That was brought to you by uh, uh, Zencaster. Uh, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com. Check it out. It's podcasting recording software that you use over the internet. And if you go to Zencaster.com and use the promo code Beyond Synth, you can get 20% off. And also to Retro Revolutions, Jared, who has been a good sponsor to Beyond Synth. Mm. Uh, go to Retro Revolutions on YouTube. You can see him making some cool things. I don't know. Is that video... It may have been out already. He, he, he made a Game Gear, but... You can like plug the Game Gear to your TV, yeah, and use like a Sega controller. But he's got like a box he's printed out for the dude that the Game Gear goes in, so it's got like its own custom box and uh, stuff. So go check that out. He does like cool things with old game electronics and things, and makes neat stuff. And that's uh, Retro Revolutions on uh, YouTube and at Retro Faith Games on Twitter and Retro underscore Revolutions on Instagram. And now I'm here for episode 150 with the Beyond Synth crew. There's Florence. There's Hoo Ha, Mike Mendoza. There's Mark. And now we're here. Hi, everyone. Should we be recording? Yeah. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Marco, what was that fucking Tommy Wiseau left? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an awkward little laugh. That <laughs> was like my trademark for when I used to do Synthetic Sundays. I used to always, everyone was like, man, that's so funny when you're talking to that weird guy from France. And you just kept doing that little awkward laugh. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. So I didn't know what to say, man. <laughs> But Andy's got Andy's got sponsors. I mean, that's when you know you've really made it. You know. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So Marco, actually, because we're recording this uh, a few weeks in advance, will you be in the states by the time this airs? I've booked my plane ticket for the twenty first of May, which is. From, it's less than two weeks from when we're recording this, so yeah. That's exciting. I know, right? I know, and I've been sick for the last week and a half. It's fucking great. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe you'll actually be listening to this episode in the warm embrace of your fiancé, Jazzy. Yeah, I probably won't be listening to you, mate, when I'm with the guy. <laughs> hey, man, no, I, I, want, I want this show to be the soundtrack of your... Uh, Love making. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually had that conversation in real life. What conversation? I think it was a Saturday afternoon when it was a replay of your Beyond Synth. Mm. Stuff was happening, and I was like, "No, we. Can- I'm not listening to Andy while this goes on." Yeah, sure. <laughs> you-, you didn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, I like to listen to your deep voice. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a very deep voice and a warm and comforting laugh that can only help the proceedings. Well, you say a boot definitely turns me on. A yeah. boot? <laughs> I'll just say it over and over again. You can do that thing like in private parts where that lady rides the speaker when like Howard Stern. Private parts. 1994. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good comment. The hell was that? What was that? Oh, sorry. That was a fun call. Hey, Florence, how's it going? <laughs> Not too bad. I'm drinking tea because I'm sick as fuck right now. It's awesome. So why are you sick? What's your sickness? I don't know. Everything is, like, the weather is changing. Everything... Everything's changing. I know everything's changing. <laughs> everything switched from, like, winter to spring for, like, two seconds, and now it's summer in L.A. I mean, yes. there's a very fine line between winter and summer because it's, like, a 20-degree difference. But um, I think I just have a bunch of allergies. This usually happens around this time. Yeah, that's what happened here, except I had an actual, like ice storm and then now it's summer weather yeah and we sort of skipped over spring but like it was a f- that night where i went to uh la matos and, and computer magic was an ice storm there was like 700 reported car crashes that's crazy it was like a winter's night it was so quiet and there was no sound and my i was almost whispering 
because of how quiet it was. Like, it felt like the sound would just carry. And then, like, two weeks later, it's just summer. Like, hot fucking summer. Yeah. It's insane. That's creepy up there, how, like, in the winter, it's, like, just quiet. Like, it's dead quiet at night, you know, if there's no wind or anything. I love that. I'm so used to, like, here we don't get snow or anything. So here, it, it, all year round, you can hear insects and, like, you know, life. But over there, it's just, like, it's fucking creepy, you know? Yeah. No, it's not creepy. No, the the silence <laughs> at the silence at night when it's snowing is, like, the coolest thing. It's so great. I guess I'll get used to it. That's one of my favorite things of, of winter, because obviously there's days where it can be fucking cold as shit, but my favorite days are the ones where it's an overcast sky because they don't get as cold as those days where there's a blue sky. Overcast at night, this is one of my favorite things, was like walking home from friends' houses in the wintertime when it's just negative one. Like in Canada, like, because it, it doesn't feel cold when it's just negative one, but I'm a Canadian. So I don't know what negative one is. Celsius. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, cold. Yeah. It's just cold enough just to enough freezing, yeah. basically. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you already have your winter gear on, it's actually kind of warm. And on those Christmas nights, sometimes it would almost be like a red sky, like this overcast kind of red sky with like light snow flakes. Because the light will reflect on the cloud cover, right? Yeah, like it's yeah, it's the light pollution from the town. There you go. I always loved that. It's one of my favorite things. That's why I really like the level in Donkey Kong and the Super Nintendo when the snow starts falling. There's that one level where it starts out kind of lightly snowing and then as you go, the snow gets, uh, there's more snow and the, the sky gets grayer. And that one always conjured that feeling in me of that sort of Christmas, that feeling of walking in the snow with the overcast sky. That's it. It's almost like a holiday card. Yeah, that's what it feels like. With like a fake sky that could never exist in real life, but it does exist. Yeah, you know what? The other day, we had a crazy um, windstorm where like a whole bunch of big trees in my neighborhood fucking like just got ripped out of their sockets or whatever you call it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And um, I've seen so many movies that at one point the sky went dark gray, but it was like one color gray. Like there wasn't any like sort of variation in the color. So it actually looked fake. It looked like green screen. So not like 50 shades of gray, just one <laughs> one shade of gray. Got it, it wasn't 50, man. Like it was crazy. It was just, it was one solid shade. I'll think of a bondage joke after the next song. <laughs> so it looked phony. Like it actually looked like I could see like the fringing of the special effects around the tree branches. I'm just like, ah, this, this sky looks fake. Because it was just one color. Fucking, what did you smoke? Hey, man, look. (laughs) 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 Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, Marco, do you want to play me a song? Sure. Play us a song. Well, it's been a long time coming, but uh, Severa brought out Wetware Computer number two just this week. Uh, It's available at Russo Corsa Records. I really like this one, guys. And I think the one I want to play off it is Star High Moon. All right, so by this week, do you mean two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just cut that bit out if you can. Fuck's (laughs) sakes, I'll forget that. All right, cool, man. Well, this is uh, Sphero with the track Star High Moon.
And that was Sparrow with the track Star High Moon, Marco's first pick of the week. Are we doing that? Are we, am I going to say that? I guess we are. All right. Well, then it's this, uh, Marco's <laughs> first pick of the week. Well, is Florence or Mike going to pick any tracks, or is it just me? That's kind of weird if it's just me. I know. This is a weird show. I don't have any fucking tracks. I've got tracks. Mike can play the next one. Um, in the meantime, I should say that that was brought to you by my lovely $25 patrons. Uh, there's Clint Dowling, Mike Shima, Joey and Kendra, Gregorio Franco, and Chris Dance. Uh, you guys are all really awesome people. And thank you for supporting the show. I like that name, Gregorio Franco. I notice that comes up every week. Yeah, he's a cool and, guy. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a cool name. It's like I was curious. I wonder who that guy is, you know? You guys should follow his dog on Instagram. <laughs> his dog? <laughs> dog Oreo Franco. <laughs> I didn't know his, his dog had his own account. I thought he just posted. His dog is stupid cute. I mean, I love really? Gregorio Franco, but I also love his dog. Did some valley girl? Just come out of you What the hell happened (laughs) I noticed that too Did I sound like A valley girl Okay listen The whole time I've known you And had you on the show You've never done that which was just, you just literally said, like, his dog is stupid cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe I turn into, like, a valley girl with a really deep voice <laughs> when I'm sick. <laughs> Apology accepted, Admiral. So, look. It's Captain Nita, not Admiral, but whatever. Ooh. Hey, Andy, I'll send you a link for Legend of Zelda's class of sexist and racist article. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I also got this Star Wars is racist because Darth Vader is a black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I and mean, as soon as he turns good, he, ta- he takes off his mask and he turns out to be a white guy. That's what they reckon is racist about it. You know, I don't think that's what they were going for. But, you know, people can believe what they want want to believe. Whatever. Marco, is it you writing these articles? <laughs> no, I find I look for these articles deliberately to send them to Andy because I know it pisses him off. No, That's Marco, I, I, I believe look. you're writing these articles. You're just trying to stir up some shit. Marco's alias is, let's see who wrote this, Jack Shepard and <laughs> what the fuck, John Hotchartner? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. She's sick. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shot. <laughs> this guy's name is Hot Shartner, though. <laughs> I gotta rein this in now. I feel like I'm the adult here, and everyone's sitting there joking about poop. Mike, how you been? I've been great. I've been uh, I've been working for a film festival, so I've been off the radar for a few days. Mm. But I'm back, baby. And by that, you mean you were back two weeks ago? Yes, right. <laughs> I was thinking also because the show just started off with a heavy Star Wars bang. Mm. We should have recorded this two weeks ago so that it comes out for May 4th. All right, let's do that. All right, let's do that. <laughs> I'll just, uh, it's the old fucking uh, time machine here. <laughs> All right. Today is May the... That's my time machine. That's how mine sounds. Marco with a laugh. I think I prefer your chicken machine, mate. Hey, man, that was off air. Yo, my chicken machine is awesome. Mike, you should just you should explain your chicken machine for the listeners. All right, so my chicken machine is like a white box that sits in the corner of my kitchen, right? There's four circles on top, and you can make those circles really hot. There's also, like, a box inside the box that it has, like, wavy metal lines that also get hot, and you can cook your chicken in the box, and you just hit the buttons in the top of the box, and then you come back a few minutes later, and it's done. I've seen it. I've seen I've seen it in the video myself. All right, yeah. listen, uh, listeners right now, 
If you've solved the riddle of what Mike is talking about, send it to beyondsynth.com and you will get a free download code of something. Send him a free t-shirt. Marco, give him one of your t-shirts. No. (laughs) Sorry. I I like all my shirts. I'm I'm hiring an extra suitcase just so I can carry it all over the US. I'm not giving away anything. Sorry. Did you say you're hiring an extra suitcase? (laughs) Yeah, I'm hiring and then I'm going to return it afterwards. Hiring. Like it's its own sentient being? No, I'm renting it. I'm hiring like renting. Do you think suitcases get together after a long shift and they go, (laughs) Oh man, that last guy who hired me was a real piece of work. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe what that guy put in me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And with that, let's get to a song. Hey, do, do you want to play a song, Mike? Yeah, I got it. Good. What do you got? This track is off Beckett's new Lost Sectors Volume 3. It's a bunch of shit that he had on his computer that he didn't have plans for, and he strung them together, and they sound cool. This track right here is called Advanced FM. Cool. <laughs>
And that was Advanced FM by Beckett. <laughs> wow, that synth lead. Wow. And that, of course, uh, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. Uh, there's Jacob Wick with the 2288. Frank Skinicki with the 1987. Hampus ML with the 1332. And the lovely Chris Celia Lane with the 1111. And today is Beyond Synth episode 150. And I'm here with Florence, Mike, and Marco. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to shout out to Frank Scanichi on my yeah. own. I call him Frank Scanichi. He's one of my patrons. He's a cool guy. Who's Frank Scanichi? Fra- well, uh, Frank Scanichi. Yeah, well, I call him Scanichi because we're both from, from New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe we're not. I don't know. So you know about your patrons. <laughs> Am I supposed to find out about... Am I supposed to cyberstalk my patrons to know what the hell they're doing in life? Of course. I wanted to do that for the higher tier ones to make their shout outs a bit more special because I was just reading names and I'm like... Like, all right, well, I should say how much they donate so people know that they're, you know, they, they donate money. And I thought, well, if I know a little bit about them, then I can, like, say something. But then I don't know that much. I mean, I don't want to sit there and, like, you know, comb through all their files and, like, start, like, <laughs> and he lives at fucking 429 Greenview Lane. <laughs> He's got a lovely wife. I've taken photos. You know, like, it'll be weird. You're not a doxer. No, I'm not. I would okay. do the, I would like to do the reverse of doxing, which is to send everyone lovely gifts. Oh, I thought you meant, like, send them all your address. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reverse docs. It's like, all right, guys, send a fucking SWAT team to my house. Here's all my passwords and emails. Oh, that would be a pain in the ass. No, uh, right. yeah. So I, I don't know much. I know Frank Skinicki is a is a vegan, right? I know Jacob Wick is a uh, planning and uh, civil engineering. And Hampus ML, I don't know really anything about Hampus. Chris Elias got red hair and tattoos. Clint Dowling. I don't really know too much about Clint Dowling, but I think he lives in Toronto. I followed his Instagram. He's got like a hat. <laughs> he has one hat. Yeah, he has a hat. And there's a picture of him Just with Freddy hat. gloves. And Mike Shima, of course. Uh, he's an author. He writes books about hacking and stuff. And uh, Joey and Kendra, uh, they're a couple. And uh, I remember Kendra got in contact with me because she wanted to order a, uh, a mug and a shirt for her husband's... They are married, right? I think so. They uh, Anyway, and she then we did that in secret so that she could give him a... Her, uh, I'm calling her husband now. You guys better be married. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of all this out-of-wedlock stuff. I feel like you should be playing the Patreon theme to go with this because you're just talking about your patrons. Well, I want them to know because in, in this, this special 150, I want, I want everyone to be acknowledged. And of course, Gregorio Franco makes cool music and he's got a beard and a dog. Are you patronizing your patrons? Yes. It's reverse patronage. <laughs> and uh, Chris Dance has a motorcycle helmet and arcade in his house. I keep on forgetting what he does. I feel like he has like an industrial type job. Yeah. Anyways, guys, look, the bottom line is this. <laughs> now I can't say it because Marco keeps making fun of me for saying it. No, say what you want. I'm sorry, Andy. Just say what you want, man. Don't, don't all right. The bottom line is we're all having a good time here. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to fucking say it. We're recording this two weeks before it's coming out. So <gasps> what are you doing in preparation? Uh, for your move, you're selling stuff. You're, yeah, what is happening? I, you're hiring a suitcase. I'm hiring a suitcase. That was being my top priority. Mm-hmm. I got a really nice pink one, <laughs> so that it stands out. You know, because everybody's got a black fucking suitcase. Mm. You go on those, uh, I don't know, whatever they call those suitcase carousel things. You know, what's going on with your stuff? Well, I got to sell my car, which I haven't got around to. I actually have been really sick the last week and a half. I don't have that much stuff to do. I was looking through my old stuff, just seeing what to throw out. It's kind of weird moving to another country because you kind of, I mean, you got to travel light and it's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this stuff? And then you sort of realize what actually really means something to you and what doesn't, what you've just got there for, you know, 
you don't even care about. Mm. Oh, it's funny, I found um, all the retro promenade Christmas magazines, which I miss. Mike doesn't do them anymore, which I kind of miss. But I'm so glad I still got them, and I'm obviously taking them with me. But I had a quick flick through all of them, you know, I was like, oh, man. It's weird, you're getting nostalgic about nostalgic stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. We've been doing a lot of that lately. But, um, I, no, just just um, trying to spend time with family and friends before I go, because um, you never know when I'll be back, so... So, uh, you're trying to compress everything down into, like, a suitcase as you, when you come over, or are you, like, having stuff shipped? No, I've got three suitcases. I was I had two, which is allowed on my flight, and then I'm getting... Um, I'm hiring a third one. <laughs> <laughs> hiring? <laughs> I'm not really. I don't know why I said that in the first place. I'm just buying one, but, yeah. Anyway. You fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> it makes him sound like he's like a high roller or something. Like people won't be able to sympathize with him if it's like <laughs> he bought a suitcase. Like what an extravagance. And then like, well, you know, in like 80s and 90s stand up comedy, luggage and travel was a big topic of conversation. How much is a suitcase? They're actually not cheap. Suitcases are expensive. I know. That's why I kind of wanted to hire one. I'm like, this is just weird. Like <laughs> spending so much on a suitcase for just a one time thing, you know? Are you bringing everything? with you on the plane or are you shipping anything there? Yes. Uh, my, I've got a really good surround sound system and then my um, desktop as well. Computer desktop I'm taking with me. Oh, that's important. So I'm shipping all that stuff by sea freight. Um, I still have to organise that. So Sea freight? It's actually not cheap, eh? It's ridiculous how expensive it is. Well, that sucks. And it's probably going to take like two years to get there. It's actually really quick. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's like within a week. It's like, how the fuck does it get from Perth to New York within a week by sea? It's just crazy, right? I was trying to figure out if it goes through the Suez Canal or whatever, or if it, you know, I don't know. I guess it doesn't. <laughs> I have no, you know what's funny? Just watching things in, like, historical stuff, I know the word Suez Canal, but I forget why. Does that have something to do with, like, some war or something? Well, it's one of the major canals. No, you don't know. Where do I start? Where's the Suez Canal? Where is it? Geography's not my, uh... I don't know where it is. Now I'm overthinking it. Suez Been a Canal. reason of uh, a lot of conflict, Andy. How do you not know this No, stuff? I know the word Suez Canal. Like because of that, but then I've never I've never really thought too hard about where it's from. How about this, Mike? Yeah. He's his weird segue, here we go. Well no, that's, that's it. I was gonna tell you to look it up. Oh. Was... <laughs> <laughs> How about this, Mike? You wanna play a song for us? <laughs> no, I'm playing a song now. I'm gonna play a song and then we'll we'll come back to uh, uh, whatever this is. So here is a cool track. This is Ultra Boss with the track Nostromo featuring Vincenzo Salvia.
All right, and that was Ultrabus from the album Seven Deadly Synths. And, uh, and that track was called Nostromo, featuring Vincenzo Salvia. And that track was cool. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon Pattersons. In the $10 Club, there's Fraser Davidson, who, by the way, has been compiling all the Beyond Synth episodes and all the songs that are played on all of them, which is very useful information that I'm using on the Beyond Synth website so that people can uh, see all the shows and what songs were played on which one. And that's actually like Fraser's been doing that for me which is actually like it's really amazing and uh, Justin Armour and the Patch Bay which is a place where you can get samples and things and, and other stuff I'm still trying to figure out a good way to explain it and Blake Peterson Does someone in our community run that site yes that's not just like rando music sample site like that's within our scene yeah 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 that's awesome that's true the patch bay uh he did give me a write-up that explains it but it's a very technical thing because i told him like give me a write-up where i can explain this thing in very quick terms and then it was this sort of uh very technical explanation but uh the point is that it's a cool thing that people should uh, check out the patch bay you still didn't say what it is i would say it's a cool place for music producers to find great resources and assets to create their awesome synthwave and retro tracks oh see that's great mike because seriously like the one that he gave me was the patch bay bridges the gap between creator and client. Creators provide verified crystal quality content and services, which clients receive through a state-of-the-art automated digital delivery experience. That's too many words, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fancy. Hoo-ha, brand manager's on the case, and that's way too wordy. Yeah, I liked liked yours. I'll run that by him and see if he likes it. Alright. I promoted a patch base set a couple months ago. I forget who it was. (laughs) Good story. It was. I think it was the midnight. Was the one? No, it wasn't the midnight. It was. Um, oh, what the heck was it? It wasn't one of the bigger artists. Okay, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, we gotta let's let's take a break and we'll listen to a track and then we'll come back and have some more of this hilarity. Uh, here is a cool song from Wide Asleep, and this one is called "Don't Stop."
All right, and that was Wide Asleep with the track Don't Stop. And we're here today on the Beyond Synth 150th episode with the Beyond Synth family. There's Florence Bullock, Marco Merrick, and Mike Mendoza. And we're just having a good old time. Uh, Florence, is there any, like, uh, Glitbiter performances coming up? Um, maybe. <laughs> She's only doing a live show in New Jersey, but none of you guys will be there. I'll, I'll be there. I know. I'm really excited I get to meet you, Marco. Yay! It's going to be such a fucking good night. Well, mm-hmm. two nights, actually. Are you going to be there for both nights? Of course I am. Yeah. Cool. I'm from New York, so... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm originally from New York, so I'm going to hang out with... Well, my mom's going to be there. Cool. I even get to meet your mom. I know. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> And a bunch of, like, New York people, mostly, like, my mom's friends. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't believe the lineup. I mean, it's just going to be, like, so many people from the synth community mm-hmm. performing and attending. And, I mean, it's just going to be... Uh, I, I know. I'm really excited about it, if you can't already tell. And I've hired a Mustang for it, too. So, a convertible <laughs> Mustang. Oh. So it's going to be great. Yeah, hopefully it's warm weather. Are we all going to get to ride in the Mustang? Mm-hmm. If you play your cards right, maybe. <laughs> That's a no. No, no, I think so. <laughs> I imagine that the Mustang shows up like it's sentient. Like, <laughs> here, Marco, come in me. Whoa. <laughs> come in me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He says, fuck me, Marco, I'm a car. <laughs> Uh, the muffler. That's what kind of show this is. It's They actually don't have a lot of room in the back seat. I have rented one before, and unfortunately... Um, the back seats aren't that roomy, but I think it should be fun. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we'll be there for Saturday and we'll be leaving on Tuesday. So we'll be there for three nights. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have time to hang out with everybody. There's just so many people to see. And-, and that was Marco's very polite way of saying no, that you will not be able to ride. I know. Marco, you have to be a, a reporter. Make little videos for Beyond Synth. Yeah, that would be cool. Someone should do it. You got to get you like a little Zoom recorder. like, And then you can take it around and like uh, stick it in people's faces. To talk, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Ask them whether they think Darth Vader is racist or not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you'll get a lot of great answers. Just ask them the important questions like that. That is the important question. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. One of my patrons who runs a cidery suggested that, and this was right as we were discussing, you know, doing this show with uh, with all of us together at the same time. He's like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if you did a show with like, with uh, Hoo-Ha and Florence and Marco at the same time. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it would be cool. I'm just like, we're already doing it. Now he's going to think that it was like his idea. <laughs> but then he suggested that we play trivia games, but I didn't have time to fucking organize anything. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> Are you suggesting we should play a trivia game? Well, how about this? Let's try and do an actual trivia thing. Mike, Uh-oh. for the next four minutes, come up with some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the trivia master? Because you like doing it. All right, I do. <laughs> Obviously, we've talked about this before because Mike Mike has always had an interest in doing like a trivia-based game. And part of the trick is trying to figure out like how do you have different contestants when it's recorded over the internet? Because obviously you can't buzz in because we're all slightly delayed. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. But is there another way? I was thinking uh, like they could all be lightning round questions. You only get five seconds to answer. And it goes like Andy, Florence, Marco, Andy, Florence, Marco, Andy, Florence, Marco. And if you don't get your answer in five seconds, then boom, it's the next person. 
and like I'm the person who counts the five seconds, and I'll just like, nope, you're you're done, you're out of time. Next one, hurry up. Okay, let's do that then. All right, uh, do we all agree to that? Sure, I'm gonna. I will lose 100. percent I'm very bad at trivia. No, hey, it'll be fun. How about this? In the meantime, yeah. Marco, do you want to play a track? Sure. All right, there'll be plenty from Tom Cotton 93. It only just came out, so surely you haven't. Uh, yeah, uh, Michael Oakley just just sent me the uh, Iron Skullet review. Oh. Yeah, who the hell is that guy? I don't know, but it's a little controversial because he gave him a negative review. Ah, yeah, well, whatever. It's just, uh, um... (laughs) (laughs) Marco doesn't give a shit. Time Cop 1983 bought out an awesome new album called Night Drive just uh, a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's really good. I really like this one. There's a lot of good vocal tracks in there as well. Um, I think the one I want to play off it is actually an instrumental track. The second one called On The Run. Can you spin that for us, please, Andy? Awesome. This is On The Run by Time Cup 1983.
And that was On the Run by Time Cop 1983, Marco's second pick of the week. Mike's had one. My, I, I almost couldn't say his name there. Mike. Mark. Anyway, that was good. And that's brought to you by my lovely $10 uh, Patreon supporters. There's Blake Peterson, Ken Giroux, Martin Larby, Hexen Work, Digital Dreams, Power Loader, Trevor Resnick, Poly Digital, and Elias Garnier. Garnier Fructus. <laughs> It's a shampoo. <laughs> fructus. 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 Fructis? No, that's the thing. I think it's fructis. No, no. They said fructus in the fucking ads, man. No, because don't. Dude, I will I will fucking play you the ads, man. It's the same with remember there was the the Kia. I think we share the same vehicles in North America, like Canada and the States. We don't have different vehicles, but there was the Kia. They originally called it the Kia Sportage, and then like next year they called it the Kia Sportage. And I think it's like this weird sometimes where they will like, um, I'm going to say Americanize like European words with Garnier Fructus. Okay. That's French. It's French. Like it's fruity. Like that's the way they would say it or something like that. But then, then they called it Fructus. It's like, it sounds so stupid. I'll put a sample of the commercial. Is your hair lacking thickness? Garnier Fructus creates new full and plush. Our first system to create big, beautiful plush hair. Get big, beautiful plush hair. New Fructus full and plush. Big hair, bigger style. Harsh water can make your hair weak and dull. You need Garnier Fructus Shampoo. The power of active fruit concentrate fights dullness due to harsh water. Garnier Fructus Shampoo for hair that shines with all its strength. And before anyone goes crazy, like they they do say fructis in in the ads now. I just wanted to point out that there was a point in time where they said fructis. So that's that's all that really matters. Uh, hey Marco, yes. How often do you get your hair cut? Probably once a year. And what what do you do? Do you just get the split ends, or do you like like to keep it a certain length? Um, well, my hair grows pretty quick, so I do cut a fair bit off. Yeah, I usually like to keep a certain length. Florence, Florence knows what I'm talking about. Once it gets to a certain length, it just gets annoying. It like catches on everything, and yeah, long hair is long hair is kind of the worst. I've only cut my hair really short once and it was fine like it looked okay and but I had to do more maintenance on it because it would like I have wavy hair and I have to straighten my hair so I'd have to straighten it like every day and it was like this is not worth my time so I was just like I'll just grow my hair really long again but now it's so long that like every time I sit down it gets caught like it between yeah. my back and the chair that's fucked <laughs> yeah, once mine gets to about my shoulder blades or, or just a little bit past, that's it. I'll, I'll trim it and then I'll go back to like my shoulders, the top, top of my shoulders, and then it grows down to my shoulder blades. So that's basically once a year I cut it, yeah. Florence, what's your definition of short? For me, I, I bobbed my hair once, so it was like chin length, I guess. Okay. Around like there, you, yeah. You're not, you're not going like fucking boy haircut is what no I never did like a pixie cut or whatever that is pixie cut I've I've never been that adventurous with my hair Mm. but I'm like I'm getting to the point where I'm like fuck I gotta do something because I I never I like barely get my hair cut either I cut my hair like once a year at this point I saw a girl online who was cutting her own hair by like she puts it in a fucking ponytail and then like cuts it that way to like give herself a haircut and then do it in layers I've actually done that once before that's too scary for me I would never do that (laughs) I need a professional to do my hair. I don't trust myself. It's just crazy how much women haircuts cost, man. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's sexist, right? Yeah, it is sexist. The fucking system's against them. It's a patriarchy. Yeah. (laughs) 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 The most expensive haircut I ever got. I don't even know. Oh, when I was in high school, I did have bleached tips. 
at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh. Uh, you suck. Do you want? Do you want to see pictures? I want to see. I really want to see a picture of that. Yeah, me too. Andy, it's a perfect time to plug your Instagram. Yeah, go to my Instagram. I'm not going to put that up. Aww. I don't have that many pictures of it to be honest with you. I rescind this. You could just put it up as a story. It'll delete after 24 hours. Is that what stories are? I'm still like yeah. kind of figuring out Instagram. Yeah, stories delete after 24 hours. That's uh, like I put all the. I don't understand that, but I want to. I want to keep the zany shit that I do. Well, for me, like I have a theme on my Instagram. Either all my pictures either has to be black and white or like pink and purple and blue. So if it's not that color, but I still want to post something, I'll just like, oh, I'll just post it in my story. That confused me because I would see people's stories and I'm like, why don't I get to like this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like that either, that I couldn't like a story. But then you can comment on it and it sends a DM to that person, but then you can't make a funny comment so everybody can see it. Right. Because I've been getting like, I get these notifications in my DM where it's like someone tagged you in a story. So now I can basically just say that that's useless. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm tagged in a story because the story just goes away. It's stupid. They got the idea. I think Snapchat was the first thing to do that. Right. Then Instagram did it. And I was like, well, this adds like a whole nother thing that you have to check on Instagram. So fuck this. And then they, it's on Facebook now too. Stories? Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, I know. It's, it's too much. It makes me feel old. It's too much. Yeah, just waking up is too much for me, man. Look, we got to listen to some more music though, because this is a, <laughs> it's a music show. So here is, uh, uh, this is a nice track from Lunar 1982. This is Morning Light featuring George Ergum Lids.
All right, and that was Lunar 1982 with the track Morning Light featuring George Ergumlids. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. But the bottom line is, that was a cool track. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely patrons of Beyond Synth. The $10 Club, man. There's Murat, Playmaker Media, Ashley Keegan, Greg Smith, Fucking Slunks, Will Lowe, Winfield, and Colin Bennett. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And maybe I'll also throw in the lucky 777. It's the Rosconian and Skywolf. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. If you want to join them and support Beyond Synth, go to Patreon.com. Dot com slash beyond synth or go to beyondsynth.com and uh, check out the synthwave artist database and you can also just click the donate button right there it's real easy anyways look this is episode 150 i'm here with regular uh contributors to beyond synth florence and marco and mike who is hoo-ha who does all the jingles and we're back we're just the regular contributors yeah nothing special do you consider yourself a special contributor no Maybe. <laughs> Do you need like senior contributor as a title? I'm not a senior contributor. See, that would be Marco. We'll give it to you. No, the Marco would be senior contributor. I'm like junior contributor. This is only the first year I've done this, so you know. Yeah. No, I'll take regular contributor. It's cool. Well, I mean, because you're here regularly is what I mean. I got it. I don't mean regular as in plain. I mean. uh why am I still doing this? We're hey, everybody. Play. Welcome to episode 150. Doop-a-doop-a-doo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do some trivia. This is called Trivia Time with the Professionals, because we're professionals, all of us. Mm. So how this will work is I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to interrupt you after five seconds. Let's see if that's too fast or too not fast. You know what I mean? So Florence will go first, then Marco, then Andy. I'm just going to ask you the question. You better answer it. And I do have a little tally here. So uh, when someone runs out of time, can you say the name of the person who's supposed to go now? Oh, yeah. That's a good. Like Andy. Yeah. When Florence runs out of time, then you just say Marco. And then so because then I'll know when to go. Okay. Because I'll go when you say Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys excited? I, I dun, 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 dun. Mm, All right. Let's do it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your tea because it's about to be the only trivia game on the planet. That's we're doing it right now. All right, this is the first question, Florence. <laughs> what was the very first James Bond movie that was shown in the eighties? Fuck, I don't know. You can just go on to the next person. I I don't know. <laughs> Marco, I'm just gonna say that with every every question. In Empire Strikes Back, what was chewing Fuck on the power you. cables of the Millennium Falcon while Han Solo and company were that hiding was in not the asteroid fair. cave? That's an easy question. <laughs> Sorry, what? Does he not know? Right, I think I have the Does answer for the first. Can, can, can we swap it around? I actually think I might have the answer for the first question. And yeah, and can I? Florence can I answer that? With the second one. Bullshit. Well, Marco yeah. doesn't know. So, what about a challenge, Florence? You want to get it? Can I say it? Yeah. Can I say it? It's a Minoc. Minocs were chewing on the power cables. It's a Minoc. Andy. Yeah. What was the license number on the Ghostbusters car? Ecto one. Got it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Florence. And back to the future, where did Doc Brown get the plutonium? These questions are stupid. Where did he get the plutonium to power the time-traveling DeLorean? Mm, see, I don't know that because I'm an idiot and I've only seen Back to the Future like twice in my life, so. Marco! Oh, fuck, what was the thing that he needed? I can't fucking remember. God damn it. I feel like an idiot now. Andy? Uh, Libyan terrorists. That's right. Libyan terrorists. Yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> Florence, they want me to build them a bomb. So I sold them an empty bond casing with used pinball machine parts. <laughs> anyway, go on. Is go. that a placeholder? A holder? God, all right. A bending joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is working wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. Florence. Yes. Why all these questions about Empire Strikes Back and Back to the Future? So just out of curiosity, did you just go to a website that already had a pre-made fucking 80s quiz? Florence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is the gatekeeper in Ghostbusters? I don't know. What about that, Marco? I don't know his name. The guy with the glasses. Whatever that, that you know, the dorky guy. What's his name? I can't remember his fucking name. Andy. Do you actually want Rick Moranis as the answer? That's the answer. No, I don't, because it's Dana Barrett. Rick Moranis is the key master, bitches. Ah, right. oh, god damn it. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a trick question. You guys just, like, overthought it. Florence. Did you skip Andy? I feel like you skipped Andy. No, because I, oh. I fucked it up. Yeah, Andy didn't get it. Okay. New question. Florence. Mm-hmm. In Ferris Bueller's Day Off, who played the burnout at the police station that Jeannie kisses? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I can't remember that shit. No idea. I haven't watched it in a while. Marco! No, I'm past. I can't remember that shit. I haven't watched it in ages. <laughs> Andy! Charlie Sheen. It is Valley Sheen. That's what I heard. Fuck you. <laughs> what? I thought you said Valley Sheen, but I know Yeah, I said mean. Valley Sheen. Yeah, that's what Valley I said. Valley Sheen. <laughs> you know Valley Sheen? The fucking fifth Estevez brother? That, anyway, go on. <laughs> Florence! <laughs> yes. What is the robot's name? In the movies Short Circuit 1 and Short, Short Circuit blah, 2. I don't know. <laughs> Marco. <laughs> Isn't it number 5? Polo. Number 5? No. Mm, I'm going to need a full answer or number more. Number 5 than is that. alive, isn't it? I don't know. Andy. Fuck. Johnny 5. Johnny is what we're looking oh, for. Ah, for fuck's sakes. I hate your damn questions. <laughs> Don't worry, they're not his. Don't hit the player, hit the game. Florence, <laughs> what is Indiana Jones's main weapon? A whip. That is totally correct. Oh my god, really? <laughs> That's amazing. I got one. Uh, Marco. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happens to Wanda in A Fish Called Wanda? What do you mean, what happens to her? Andy At what point At the end of the movie Or what When This is gonna be a spoiler I've never seen that movie Shit I don't uh, She dies I don't remember the film Wanda is a fish (laughs) And Kevin Klein Eats Wanda Mm. And that's Uh. how you Don't play Trivia with the professionals (laughs) No no, What are you talking We're still doing this We're doing this after a song I'm gonna play another song Okay I wanna play more trivia This is funny to me All right, well, here is Envotion with the track Latest News, the Extended Mix.
right, and that was Envotion with the track Latest News, the extended mix. Uh, and that was a cool track, and that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Hugh Jones with the 669. What do you guys think of that? hey I think it's cliche and derivative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 69 And of course uh, The donation Of the beast These are the people Who donate $6.66 A month Let's listen to that jingle This is The donation Of the beast Alright There's Ross Pentland Moose Nucks Rob Dyson, Street Cleaner, Orlando Rodriguez Nafe, Till Wild, Straylight Carm, Lucas Ceballos, and Renton Brax. Evening that out is Polar Wildcat Studios with 617, man. Thank you all for donating to the show, Satan. And now I am back with uh, episode 150. We're here with the Beyond Synth crew, man. There's Florence, there's Mike, there's Marco. We're having a gay old time because we're gay. Yay. Uh, Let's keep doing this fucking uh, trivia game. This is fun. All right, trivia round two, where the questions are worth triple. (laughs) Sweet. See that, Florence? You can get your points back. So anyone can take this and run away. With it. Yeah, Florence can take this and run away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's recap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, Florence, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what is the principal's name? Uh, I should know this. I, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get it in five seconds. Marco! Do I have time to look it up? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you're the anchor, you can be looking it up and waiting for the other ones to just not get it. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. You would hear me, though, because my keyboard is mechanical. Mm. It's loud. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, who's this for? Marco. Yes. In St. Elmo's Fire, what city does Billy go to at the end? Fuck, I fucked if I know. That is incorrect. What city does he go to? I don't know. Uh, Los Angeles? Andy. I don't know, San Francisco? <laughs> no, no, it's New York. I don't know shit about that movie. God damn it. <laughs> um, okay. Florence? No. Andy? Yeah. No. Florence. No, it's me. Yeah, because I fucked it. Florence? It's me. Up. In the movie, 16 Candles, what was Sam's grandparents' exchange student's name? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just remember that there was a... I don't even remember that movie. No, I don't... F- fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Marco. Question again, please. In the movie 16 Candles, what is the exchange student's name? Wasn't it Long Duck Dong or something? You got it! Yes, finally got something right. And Marco is in second place now. Ahead of who? uh, Florence. Bang on, if it's triple, I should be in front. Yeah. He says triple fucking points. Andy's got four. Get fucked, he does. All right, anyway. (laughs) I want to recount. I want to recount, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, Mike, get fucked. (laughs) Uh, uh, Who's next? Andy, what fraternity... Do the Lewis and Gilbert join in Revenge of the Nerds? No idea. I've never even seen that film. What? Incorrect. <laughs> it's Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Hmm. Why don't you give me a chance to answer that? Jesus, man. It was the end this of the round. This is rigged. Round. Marco. Rigged! <laughs> rigged! The whole, the whole system's rigged. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what that sound was. <laughs> it was like a dying duck or something. Long duck. No, it was like an alarm, you know, like a whatever. It All sounded right. like a duck Let's alarm. Speaking of ducks, Florence, who is the hot <laughs> chick lead in uh, Howard the Duck? I don't know. I've never seen Howard the Duck. It's fine that you haven't. Marco! <laughs> Andy's going to know this one, too. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Andrew. Leah Thompson. That's Leah Thompson. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm only going to give him one point. I mean. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe I'll take away a few points at the end. We'll see. The question, the judge... All right, listen. Yeah. Florence. <laughs> Which yeah. 80s movie was the highest grossing film of the decade? I don't know. <laughs> Florence, you're amazing. <laughs> I'm going to give you five That's more seconds. Yes, what do you think it is? I really have no idea. I'm, no, I'm not going to guess. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. There you go. <laughs> the 80s. That's a good question. Highest grossing movie of the 80s. Marco, same question. Uh, I would have to say Batman. All right, you know what? I'm going to ask Andy the same question. And what do you think, Andy? The second he said Batman, I was like, I think he's right. I'll say Return of the Jedi, but it's E.T. Oh, fuck. Fuck's sakes. E.T. Fun home. <laughs> E.T. Fun home. Fuck, I should have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Batman was a good guess, though, right? Batman was a good guess. That's crazy. E.T. had the highest cursing film of the 80s, yet their um, Atari game was like the worst <laughs> of all time. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty that's impressive. Funny. Yeah, it's a great game, too. <laughs> okay, look, I'm going to play another song, and then we'll keep doing this. Unless you want to play one, Marco. I want a song. Yeah. Marco. Sure. Yeah, i got a song. i got a new song from Heartbeat Hero, which I'm really liking at the moment. It's called Digital Emotion. All right, man, this is Digital Emotion by Heartbeat Hero.
I love that song. And that was Heartbeat Hero with the track Digital Emotion, Marco's third pick of the week. Uh, Even though we're well into the show, man, we're having a good time. This is episode 150. That, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Tim Brawl with the 520. There's Bobson Dugnut, Tomas Shimanek. Andrew Tukas, Rachel Buchelman, Serju Matai, Binkley, Sven Bomanis, City Bat, Christopher Albert, Daniel Dexius, and Star Nomad. Thank you very much for supporting Beyond Synth, and we're back with Mike and Florence and Marco, and we were what? We were doing some trivia? We are their professionals, because mm-hmm. we were all on time to the recording. Were we? No. No, you messed <laughs> no it all way. up. We were all totally fine. On until Andy needed to make some tea. All right, so do you guys want to keep playing trivia? I, there's something so funny to me about Florence not answering anything. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. This is good. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'll just not answer anything just for you, Andy. Well, doesn't it? But it, it bugs you because that Star Wars question wasn't for you, and I knew I could <laughs> sense it in your head. Just like it's fucking Minox, man. <laughs> Star Wars is the only thing I know anything about that and Lord of the Rings. All right, what do you got, Mike? Yeah, come on. Who's next? Who's next? It's me. It's always me. I don't know. Florence. Florence. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you want to start? You want Star Wars questions? Should I handicap you and give you easy ones? No. All right. That's no fun. Florence. Which '80s movie spawned six sequels and a TV series? Uh. Marco. <laughs> Jesus, give her yeah, a chance. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was actually trying. I was actually thinking really hard about that one. But I know. That's what, so maybe five seconds. Maybe we can. All right. This is the third round, right? Each of these is now worth half a point. Half a point. <laughs> oh, this is so weak. <laughs> <laughs> but you get more time to answer. Oh, okay. Six sequels and a TV series. I don't know. I mean, it's probably something really obvious. The answer is Police Academy. Oh, no, I would have never gotten that. Oh, shit. Hey, you know what? Why don't we get a chance to answer it? Jesus. That's so crazy. I was going to say Friday the 13th. Ah, I was I was going to think it's the other one. I had it right on the on my, you know, on my lips there. But you did? I didn't get a chance to answer. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Ooh. But Friday the 13th is an 80s film that also has a whole bunch of sequels and a TV show. Marco's really getting shafted in this game. I know. Me and Florence. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Yeah. Well, un- well, I-, I expected to be not successful, so... <laughs> the fact that I got two questions right already, man, I feel like that's impressive for me. Listen, so. Mike, you're letting the fucking crazy people run the nut house here. You're supposed to be on Sorry. top of things as host. Marco! It's just really funny to hear him grumble about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> Which it's a- not fair, alright? <laughs> Quackers. Which 80s movie was Alan Rickman's first feature film role? Uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck. It's not Die Hard, it's something else. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. What's your final answer? I'll just say Die Hard because that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. It is Die Hard. Yeah. Your instincts are correct. Oh, wow. There you go. Cool. I was sure he was in something before that. All right. Cool. Thanks. I'll take Good that. Good job. Half a point, eh? I'll take your half point. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, hmm. which 80s movie was the first to become a... Le- the- <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you don't edit that out. I want to hear it. Which 80s movie was the first to become a hit largely due to MTV? 80s movies largely become a hit because of MTV? Yes. Fucking... I don't know. It's not ca. <laughs> Is it I don't know? 
judges. Oh, you're so close. It's flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, man. That's what I said. Uh, 80s movies quote trivia. Florence. Yeah. These are back to two points each. Oh. And Marco, they're worth five points for you if you get it right. No. Florence. I am serious and don't call me Shirley. I don't know. Give me any element. The actor, the character, or the movie. I have no idea. It's super easy. I have no idea. Can I answer it, please? Marco. That's airplane. Yeah, that's all you need, right? You just need to... Yep. Uh, you're only going to get two points for all that cockiness. <laughs> get out of <laughs> I was prepared to give you five. As you go along, I was you prepared to give you five, but he was like... Rah, 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Yeah. Snakes. Why'd it have to be snakes? F- fucking what? <laughs> That's just the next one on the list. Uh, I'm going to say that was said by Indiana Jones. Yes. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Florence. <laughs> yes. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. I fucking, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Marco. Uh, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is correct, Fist Club. <laughs> Andy. Hmm. I could disappear forever. <clears throat> I'm going through changes, guys. Andy. Mm. <laughs> I'm still here. I could... I could <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I could disappear forever, and it wouldn't make any difference. Well, that is... I don't know. Mm, 16 candles. I knew it was that. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Florence, what yeah. artist? What artist sang the 1986 song "Danger Zone" from Top Gun? Kenny Loggins. Oh, that's nice. Correct. Nice. <laughs> I got one. All right, we'll celebrate uh, Florence's win with a track. How about that? Let's nah. do it. Well, I mean, it's not a win. It was like so. The final, the final. It was tally. a win for me. God damn it! Here, let give us the final tally after the track, okay? All right, you so have like to a, tune in, fuckers. Yeah, it's like a little teaser. All right, here is a no, song. Suspense. This is New Arcades with "Wait for Tonight."
right, and that was New Arcades with the track Wait For Tonight. And I dig that one. That's a cool track. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. There's Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Damian Rudies, Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, Zyko Rax, Brad Neiman, Marco Crane and Don, Corey Valentine, and Timothy Pierce. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And this is episode 150. We're playing trivia games right now for some reason. Uh, Mike is the trivia master. And, of course, Florence and Marco are also here. And uh, we're having a good time, right? Mm, that's the main thing. Did you tally up the scores? I put the uh, numbers into the computer. <laughs> Beep, boop, 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 boop. What yeah. it did. <laughs> yeah. That computation brought to you by General Mills. You like cereal? General Mills. You know, because TV shows always, they're all they're sponsored around. The, uh, okay. Are you guys ready for the final numbers? I think so. No. <laughs> Quackers. No. <laughs> Lawrence. Coming hot in third place. <laughs> Coming hot. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Four points. <laughs> Coming hot, not an expression. <laughs> what the fuck? Andy, zooming into second place. Coming hot. Coming hot. Six am I, points. Am I coming hot in second place? Yeah, you're zooming into second place. Oh, okay. And Marco. Yes. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Andy has six. What's going to happen? I don't know. I've won for sure. Do <laughs> you remember what happened to your results from your cocky attitude earlier in the game? Yeah, you just t- start, decide to start taking points just, away. Uh, yeah, that's great. Watch yourself. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Marco. Is the winner with six and a half points. Yay! <laughs> so what do I win? Half a point. This game fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fun up until I lost. <laughs> do I get anything? Marco, your prize is... First of all, your prize is a pair of BK Knights, the ratchet sneaker. Nice. And also a t-shirt from Andy's wardrobe. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, you'll I always f- wanted that. Dude, you won't be able to wear them, man. I'm like, I'm a Kinda. thin little guy. You'll you'll rip them apart with those muscles. How tall are you? Well, it's not a question of how tall suits. I am. It's, it's no, that well, I-, I want one of your suits. That's what I'm asking how tall you are. Can I have a suit, please? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you always look so trendy in those suits. That's all professional. I know? thought he was threatening you. Yo, how tall are you, bro? How tall are you? Come over here. <laughs> yeah, how tall, man? I Come on, man. Stick a knife in your neck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Take it easy, mine. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why don't you try sticking your head up your ass? See if it fits. <laughs> sorry, Scarface. Scarface references. Um, that's important. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry, what were we saying? Again? Is there a movie we all know? Like the three of us? Or the three of us? The four of us? <laughs> Jesus, the three of us. Who are you which which one did you way? forget about? Yeah, who yeah. Did you forget? Andy. Who, who will be the least offended? <laughs> We're all joking around, but we're all sort of taking it seriously. Look, <laughs> well, I was going to say, what what's a movie that we all know? Because then maybe we can play like some sort of trivia game about something where we actually know something. Florence. Like for a new trivia game? Yeah. Obviously Star Wars. The obvious answer is Star Wars. You guys seen Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> Because I could try and moderate like a little Star Wars trivia. Yeah, you want to be the trivia master for Star Wars? Sure. I'm, I'm down. All right, hold on. You guys talk amongst yourselves and I'll go find a thing that like Mike just did. 
We're going to do the game exactly the same. Uh, I haven't even read these questions, but they look pretty easy. I believe this is just for the whole series. And this is Star Wars trivia time. And w- what order do you want to go in? I'll let you guys pick the order and I'll do the questions. Definitely not Florence first because she's going to know them all. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not being, you know. Well, I was going to say, if she goes at the end, she'll have a chance to. I'll go first. I'll go first. As long as she comes in hot. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to. <laughs> you never heard of coming in hot? Fuck all you guys. Okay, it's going to go. It's going to go uh, Mike, uh, Marco, Florence. All right. And I'm going to be a little bit more diligent about the thing. So you get five seconds, and then if you don't get it, I'm just moving on to the next person. And that's pretty much it. Wait, I just want to point out, Mike, I think you said come hot, not coming in hot. Yeah, that's right. You said come hot. So. Coming hot, yeah. Yeah, coming uh, hot. And so, you know. I prefer coming hot, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what the title of this episode will be. <laughs> episode 150, coming hot. What a nerdy correction for a Star Wars-themed segment. All right, so guys, it's time for Star Wars Trivia. All right, question number one, and this one's for Mike. Yep, yep. Two... <laughs> <laughs> To which bounty hunter does Darth Vader warn that Han and his friends must not be disintegrated? To which the bounty hunter replies, as you wish. Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. So should I just move on to the next person with the next question? Yeah, just go on. All right, Marco, this question's for you. The Empire started out in the brain of a Sith Lord who went by the name Palpatine. He was called the Emperor in the original three episodes. What was the proper name of this Sith? Oh, he's a fucking emperor. <laughs> he, he has a name. I have no idea. I don't oh. fucking know. All right, Florence. Darth Sidious. Ooh, dee dee. That'll be the, like the correct answer chime. <laughs> I was really hoping the the question was going to be what is the name? Of, what is Palpatine's real like first name? Do you know what that is? Because it's probably I'm guessing it's not one of the questions. Is it Craig? <laughs> <laughs> Craig Palpatine. Craig Palpatine. No, you know what it is. It's Sheev. Yeah, Sheev. Sheev Palpatine. I thought the answer was going to be like one of those trick questions that it was Sheev. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Sheev? Sheev Palpatine. All right. Next question. This one's for Mike. In episode one, what did Yoda discover that Anakin possessed that may lead him to the dark side? Midichlorians. No. Marco. (laughs) Sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) In episode one, what did Yoda discover that Anakin possessed that may lead him to the dark side? Um... Uh, a temper. <laughs> no. Florence. No. This is fear? Yep. <laughs> okay. Fear Marco, leads you to were anger. Almost there fear anger leads, to, leads anger. to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Suffering. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike. You're. In which battle did Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker fly a rescue mission to save Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, who had been captured by General Grievous during the Separatists' invasion? Oh, oh. The Battle of... Oh, the, the Battle of the Trade Ships. <laughs> I know that's not... I, I just don't know what it is. Marco. I don't know either. Florence. Uh, is it the Battle of Coruscant? That's the only yep. thing I get. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that, but they, it's, it happens on Cor- like over Coruscant, so, you know, just whatever. It's the prequels. And, yeah, these are all prequel questions, for fuck's sake. Yeah, fuck that. Well, I said I wasn't going to vet them. In Attack of the Clones, who says, oh, not good? <laughs> oh, my God. What? what? <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, what is... Oh, fuck. Not, it's got to be quick. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Woo! 
got it. Yeah, it says, when Obi is fighting Django on Kamino, the two are connected by a string. Django falls, and Kenobi is still connected to him. Therefore, you have Obi-Wan saying, oh, not good. Thanks, trivia. What the f- fuck question is that? I don't know. Look, I didn't, I didn't write this thing. Throughout the prequel, fuck all these, throughout the prequel trilogy, Anakin Skywalker is called a two-word title in reference to the Jedi prophecy that he would bring balance to the Force. What is this title? Um, Little Pervert? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Florence. Is it the chosen one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like how uh, Florence always does, answers the question with like an upward lilt in your voice. <laughs> but yeah. then you're always right. <laughs> Anyways, look. Uh, Florence is in the lead. And Mike is in second. And now we're going to listen to another track. And then we'll get back to this, whatever this is. All right. So here is a cool track from Skell One off the album Dawn. And this is Space Race.
And that was Scale One with the track Space Race off the album Dawn. And that's a cool track. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. There's Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, Rawl Pud, Tristan Waits, Dana Jean Phoenix, Stu M, Night Raptor, and Simon Norberg. A thank you all for donating to the show. We are right now in episode 150 with Florence, Mike, and Marco. And we are doing Star Wars trivia that I'm just taking from the first site that I found. And they all seem to be fucking prequel questions, but whatever. Okay, so who uh, who answered last? Jaja, taken to Booma. He's like, I don't have a Booma. Here, taken this one. Okay, look, this is a question for Mike. That was a really good impression. Which space battle did Darth Vader personally fly in? Oh, uh, the battle of the trench run. Marco. Oh. I don't know, in defense of the fucking... Well, I don't know. What, I have no idea what the natural name of it is. Florence? Battle of Yavin. Battle of yeah. Yavin. Hey, that's not a prequel question, guys. Yeah, did they ever actually call it the Battle of Yavin in the movie? Do, do they? Um, no, I don't think so. I recognize it from uh, Battlefront. Before they decided to get rid of all of the old... Um, canon stuff, the Battle of Yavin was like year zero, so it would be ABY and BBY, so before Battle of Yavin and after Battle of Yavin. <laughs> Nerd. More trivia. Gandalf! What? <laughs> what Mike, oh, here's a nice one. In which movie did Han Solo and Luke Skywalker free Princess Leia from the Death Star? <laughs> Oh, God. Star Wars. It's like so easy. 1977. All right, I'm going to give you a point. Yes. Even though you should have technically said episode four, A New Hope. No, I'm purist, yo. <laughs> All right, uh, this one's for you, Marco. In which movie did the famous Battle of Hoth take place? Oh, fuck, the Battle of Hoth. <laughs> I should know this. Ah! Um, that would be episode... Fuck, fuck, fuck. Episode one? Episode fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, one. Episode one, or whatever the hell that's called. <laughs> I think Marco has become the Florence of this game. I know. Florence, you just got verbed. Marco, don't Florence it up. All right, Florence. Florence, what do you got? The Empire Strikes Back. Correct. Episode five. Florence coming hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mike. Yeah. How many actors hold the distinction of being credited in all six movies? Uh, oh. Two. That is correct. Yeah. So the Palpatine guy and Obi-Wan, right? No. Oh. <laughs> no, you lose your points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was... Uh, it was it's, I know, it's, I know. Is it Kenny Baker and uh, Anthony Daniels? Correct. Oh, yeah. But Mike already got the point. Oh, you were counting droids? No, because they, they, yeah, they were the droids. only two actors that uh, oh, were in actors, all six, right? man. <laughs> hey, Marco. Yes. Which planet is Princess Leia from? Uh, Uranus. It's <laughs> <laughs> close. I don't know. I have no idea. All right, Florence. Alderaan. Yeah. These are too... Eh, whatever. Too easy for some. All right, Mike. In which Star Wars movie, Mike, does Liam Neeson play Qui-Gon Jinn? <laughs> That'll be my favorite one of all. I say that to piss you off. The Phantom Menace, episode one. <laughs> Correct. Okay, Marco. I need that one. Yes. In episode four, A New Hope... The first Star Wars film. Yes. Who is the first character to talk? Oh, he's the first character to talk. That would... Oh, shit. 
I'm just going to take a wild guess. Uh, R2-D2? I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, Florence. You're so close, Marco. It's C-3PO. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Did you hear that? They shut down the main reactor. Yeah, that is the quote. <laughs> the first line of uh, The Phantom Menace is, Captain. <laughs> I know that off the top of my head, baby. I saw that shit like 10 times in theaters. And the last one is, peace. <laughs> it's the Gungan guy. The, boss Nass. Yeah, oh, Boss Nass. Boss Nass. Peace are going to send you to the planet core. You know which one like this still gets stuck in my head that annoys me so much is that fucking bar owner in the second one in Attack of the Clones. You know that how big your pocketbook is. You know that stupid guy at the restaurant. Oh yeah, the guy with the Camino oh, um, dart. De- Dex. Dexter Dex Jetster. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, Dex. Yep, you got it. Dexter Jetster. I hate that character and Dexter I hate Stanner. that line. I just that that, that fu- I don't know why that's always stuck in my head. It's just that it depends how big your pocketbook is. And because like, you know what you know what he does? He pauses before he says pocketbook. And seriously, yeah. when I saw that in the theaters, I was like, "What the fuck is he gonna say?" Oh, like was is that he a gonna, dick is joke? He gonna go, no, I like I swear I thought that he was going for a dick joke until he said pocketbook. I'm like, oh, that could have been great. That would have been a, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, it'd be really weird if he actually if it actually was a dick joke in like a Star Wars film. Like, where, where, where's Boba Fett hiding? And just like, well, it depends how big your dick is. I'm like, okay, I'm off to the clone planet. He set it up like a dick joke, and I was like, oh man, what the fuck is he gonna say? But then he says pocketbook, and I was like, you know, it's kind of disappointed. I, I felt that way too when the movie was over about just the whole thing, <laughs> right? Like, I was just. Just massively disappointed by the shitty film, but okay. Listen, Florence clearly won that. <laughs> so that's what happens when the, the decks are stacked, man. What were the points? What did you have? Florence had eight, and oh, you had them. five. And Marco uh, came in with a respectable. He he came in hot with. Uh, <laughs> he, he came hot. He came. Sorry, hot. he came. Yeah, he came hot with a giant zero, but. To be Yay. fair, the thing is, those questions I wouldn't be able to answer either because, like, I love Star Wars, but just the movies, I'm only getting into the literature now because of how much I don't like The Last Jedi. And so I thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to actually now dive into the stuff that they've abandoned because I think that I might have more sort of like Star Wars stories that might be more interesting to me now. And so I'm going to start with the Thrawn trilogy. Oh, wait, did you did you say you started the Jedi Academy books? Well, no, here's the deal. What I didn't realize was that the Jedi, Jedi Academy takes place afterwards. Oh, yeah, no, it does. They reference things that happen in Thrawn because yeah. Thrawn is like, I'm at the part, remember that book I was telling you I was reading? That's the behind the scenes of Star Wars or whatever. I'm at the part now where they're talking about the novels being written like before the prequels came out and how like that was a big deal. Like that first book, Heir to the Empire, was like like a best-selling book and stuff. And people thought that like no one gave a shit about Star Wars anymore. But then when that novel came out, it showed that people still cared about Star Wars. Andy, what's the name of that book? The one about the whole behind the scenes stories and stuff tell you right now it is the secret history of star wars writing that down i love books like that i yes. read um cool. jacked the history of the outlaws behind rockstar and grand theft auto that was a really really goddamn good book both you guys marco and florence right didn't you play gta no way i don't play, play video games yeah florence isn't into video games remember that's what? like one of the reasons why i have her on the show 
<laughs> video games at all. What about Star Wars video games? There's been some good ones. I played the Star Wars game on the original Game Boy Star Wars game. I played that one. And and I had a Pod Racer Star Wars game for my Game Boy. I played that on. Uh, I think I played it on Nintendo 64. Yeah, that was so cool. It had the Rumble Pack, so when you hit it nice. like a rock, it would vibrate. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it really fun to play that game with the dual joysticks and the PlayStation controller because you could. Throw Throttle up and throttle down independently on each end. Oh, it was so cool. Listen, let's talk more about this, but we'll, uh, we're going to listen to another song, all right? So here it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, uh, since we're talking about games, I figure maybe we'll, we'll listen to some tracks with some, some cool video game vibes. So this is Watch Out for Snakes with the track Torn.
All right, and that was Watch Out for Snakes with the track Torn. And uh, that's a cool track, and that was brought to you by my lovely $5 Pattersons. There's Matthew Lister, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman, Joe, and Lando, and Kai. Uh, Thank you all for donating to the show. Join them at BeyondSynth.com. And this is uh, episode 150, man. We were just doing some Star Wars trivia with uh, Florence and Mike and Marco. And now the topic has shifted to Star Wars video games. I'm glad we're doing a Star Wars show like fucking three weeks after May the 4th, but whatever. (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. Fuck May the 4th, though. I was so fucking pissed off that entire day because that's when all the tourists come out and they're like, oh, Star Wars is my favorite movie. I'm like, where the fuck were you yesterday? (laughs) I I used to feel that way about sports teams and when your sports team becomes hot, then everyone comes out of the woodwork and starts wearing the hats. I used to get upset as you did. But now I'm just like, eh. Because I, I know, Florence, you don't play a lot of games. But you know what I was thinking, actually, you would like a lot, Florence, I think, mm-hmm. based on your like of Star Wars? Yeah. Um, the Mass Effect trilogy. Okay. Which was on the PlayStation 3 and the, and the Xbox. Um, they haven't remastered it, and the new one wasn't very good. It wasn't really well received. But Mass Effect, they're really great story-driven games where, you know, you play as this Commander Shepard, and you can be a girl or a guy, and you can, like, you make your character whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of really cool characters, and Mass Effect is, like, the perfect blend of Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh. That's, like, what the universe feels like. It's sort of, like, kind of both of them at the same time. Okay. It's full of a lot of really cool characters, and uh, it's like a really story-driven game where you you guide the narrative. So, like, there's points in the game where you have to choose, like, which crew members get sacrificed in the thing, and, and the choices you make carry on into the following games. Oh. Yeah, the Mass Effect trilogy was, like, one of my, my favorite series from last generation. Like, they were super epic, and they have great scores because they have, like, these synth soundtracks that I remember at the time some people, like, criticized because they were, like, very, like, beepy-boopy kind of, like, synth scores, but, like, they're wicked like the music's awesome because it's like right up my alley like that the synth stuff mm-hmm. and uh, anyway that's that but um well, maybe i'll check it out i just gotta you know figure out how to play it yeah because i don't own, own any consoles yeah that's true no you know what i have a i have a nintendo wii which i never use <laughs> oh, you guys are gonna kill me for this i just literally just threw mine out oh because uh i can't take it with me oh you can have mine. Marco, do you want mine? No, that's the shit. Reason- <laughs> that's so shit. Honestly. Do you, I- do you know why I have mine? One of my ex-boyfriends left it Ooh, here. Oh, shame, yeah. shame. Bam. Yeah, and he, I was like, yeah, he doesn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a I have a bunch of, like, random games for it, too. But all, no, he left a bunch of GameCube games with it yep. for some reason. Well, it was backwards compatible, right? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Well, I think those games are better than the ones for Wii anyway. I mean, I don't think I ever, I don't think I've ever used it. At all. Because I think we were trying to get DVDs to work on it. We, <laughs> fucking useless, those Wii's. Yeah, we were trying to hack into it and try and get it to work, and it never did. Honestly. So I was like, fuck, I'll just get a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Um, so it just sits there. I paid so much for it. And, and the only reason I got it was for Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart, and I got, like, four controllers. And then I realized that those things are fucked because you can only pay for, play for so long before your arms get sore because then you got to twist the whole controller left and right, the nunchucks, whatever they call them. So then I had to buy controllers, four controllers on top of that. And anyway, it ended up being a fortune, and then, yeah, it was uh, just for one game. Things you do, huh? Yeah, man. I feel like I would use it if I had Mario Kart, but... (laughs) I don't have Mario Kart. Yeah, they're useless. I mean, like, the Wii is so obsolete. Like, half the shit that came out, more than half, was just literally trash. Yeah, it really was. Like, actual garbage. But uh, we were talking about Star Wars games, 
and then I derailed it. But like, what's your favorite, Marco? Do you have like a favorite? That's so retro? funny. I wanted to ask the same thing, <laughs> but then it kind of got derailed to something else, and I thought I'm not going to bring it up again. But for me, probably, oh fuck, I'll let other people go first. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll go. I enjoyed the Super Nintendo ones, although they were fucking hard as hell. Mm. Super Star Wars and Super Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. What I liked was that they they really did like follow the movies, but since they were video games, they had that classic thing. Like, you know when you play old Super Nintendo and Nintendo games whenever they were based on a movie? They would over-exaggerate sequences of the film to make it a game. And so, like, in Empire Strikes Back, the probe droid lands, you know, in the movie, Luke just sees it with his binoculars and goes to investigate and then gets, like, punched by a wampa. But, like, in the game, it's, like, this huge level where you're riding on the back of a tauntaun and there's, like, all these bad guys and you're falling into caves and there's, like, falling icicles and all these creatures you gotta (laughs) kill and stuff. And it's, like... It's just this insane, elaborate thing just to get to the probe droid. And those games were so hard. Like, they just, there were so many bad guys. You died so fast. But once the prequels happened, I feel like Star Wars has just sort of, like, been in our consciousness. It's been ever-present. Whereas, like, back in the day with the Super Nintendo games, that's still when Star Wars were cool movies. They felt kind of old and classic. And you're playing these games, and, like, you didn't watch the movies all the time. So it was like, you know, they had the music, the like, the synthesized Star Wars music. But it was, like, in Super Nintendo form, and it had quotes and so like when you die it would like cut to a big picture of Yoda like saying like a Yoda quote like digitized uh, speech and stuff like that and you did all the stuff in the movie so you still did like the trench run blowing up the Death Star and stuff and and they'd have little cutscenes where they took still images and sort of like rotated them around to make it look like a little kind of video and yeah the Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi is one of the the nostalgic games in my life and we played the shit out of it and I, I really liked that they had the voice sampling in there whenever you died the game over she the emperor would go and laugh at you and be like oh my god it's just like the movie (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I do go back and play them again I will play with like invincibility codes on like I feel like when I played it even the first time I put on the damn cheats because the game was so hard I love starting the game with all the force powers and stuff I'm trying to think what else what about you Florence you said you just played two of them right was that your story yeah I just played two Star Wars games on Game Boy is that the official story that's it <laughs> I, I don't even think I've ever played this, the Game Boy ones. Was that the first Star Wars game ever? The original game? I don't know. No, uh, no it would Maybe. be that one that was in arcades, like the X-Wing game. Oh, okay. Or the TIE Fighter game or whatever, where you where it was like no, I remember that one. That black cool. with the green lines to do sort of like vector 3D style graphics. Right. Okay. I think I've got my top three. All right. We'll hold that thought and we'll keep the audience in suspense. I figured since uh, we're talking about video games, maybe I'd play another track with some, uh, some cool video game vibes. So, uh, this was from an album called Shadow Spirits Volume 1. Uh, it's by Cody Carpenter and Mark Day, and this track is called Enemy Within.
Okay, and that was Enemy Within by Cody Carpenter and Mark Day from the Shadow Spirits Volume 1. And uh, and that's a cool one. I love that uh, video game vibe, considering we're talking about video games. So, uh, Marco, what is... We're talking about Star Wars video games, so what is your list? All right, so coming in at number one would have to be Rogue Squadron on Nintendo 64. I remember when they brought out that chip that you put into it and made the graphics better, and I love that game. I played it so much. And then number two would probably be... Wait, was that Rogue Squadron? That's what that was called? Yeah, Rogue Squadron. What was the one for, for GameCube? No idea, man. It was a launch game. <laughs> I remember, like, it was the one, It was the game that, like, showed off the GameCube's graphical power. I swear that one was called Rogue Squadron. No, I'm looking at it now. Rogue Squadron was 1997 for Nintendo 64. Fuck, then what was the GameCube one called? Well, Rogue Squadron 2. I think it's Rogue Squadron 2, man. It says Rogue Leader. What was, what was the timeline for that game? When was it supposed to take place? Well, there's a lot of different missions, but let me just see. Was it just, like, during the original trilogy? I believe so. It is... C- it's Rogue Squadron 2. I'll try to tell you. Rogue Leader <laughs> and Rogue Squadron 3. Okay, yep, yeah, nope. You got it. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. The game's first 15 levels occur six months after the Battle of Yavin. Does that give you, as depicted in, in the new Oh, hunt. okay. Got it. Do you want me to ask you that trivia question again? <laughs> so that's number two. And then, shit, I lost. Where was number three? Number three is... Oh, fuck. Wasn't that it's, number um, one? No. Why yeah. are you starting no, with number three? Oh, that was number one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, sorry, Andy. You interrupted me. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> number two would have to be Super Star Wars from um, Super Nintendo. I absolutely love that game. And I know it was very difficult, as Andy mentioned before. But I just loved it. It was so cool at the time. And uh, number three would have to be Galactic Battlegrounds. Anybody ever play that? The real-time strategy game? No. I played it, but I was super let down because there were just not enough people. Remember that? At launch, it was like supposed to be like, oh, it's this huge, big-ass launch and everyone's going to play. And right at the beginning, there weren't very many people and it made the whole thing feel weird. And only after like about a month or so, it started to gather like more communities. But by then, I was... I was gone. I ghosted it. Oh, Oh, <laughs> That's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's my top three. Sorry. The game that hasn't aged well, but I really liked it at the time because it was one of the first titles for N64 was uh, the Shadows of the Empire game. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think that was good even at the time, Andy, but... Uh... <laughs> well, no, because I remember, like, because they did But the... it was Star Wars, so it was kind of cool. It was Star Wars. They did the Hoth battle, even though we had done the Hoth mm. battle in the Super Nintendo one, but I remember the 64 one seemed... It was visually more impressive at the time when i go back and play it now i can't even do it like with the emulators like there's no control style that works like it's just such a clumsily like the game just controls like shit for the the parts where you're dash rendar (laughs) when you're on foot is that the game where you where you ride the the top of the train and you have to make your way towards the front while you're shooting probes and shit that might have been it i think that is the one because i remember it being really hard yeah it had uh, several different sequences right like there was the on foot stuff when you're playing as dad well you i think well you were dash rendar through the whole game but like yeah there's the third person parts where you're like shooting at stormtroopers i think there's even a part where you fight boba fett because i remember that was cool because there's yeah that's right one it was boba fett yep dash rendar was like some character that they sort of worked into the continuity of the original trilogy i think that's what i liked about all the games leading up to the prequels because they all took place during the movies that i liked 
So it was like they would just they would invent a new character, and it's like, hey, by the way, this guy was friends with Luke. You just never saw him because he was on like some side quest. But like there'd be scenes where Luke would be like talking to Dash Rendar and giving him a mission, and then he'd go off. And there's a lot of Star Wars games that did that. And then after the prequels, every single other Star Wars property always takes place in between the prequels and the original trilogy. Like I don't know if you noticed, like all the cartoons, like all the animations and everything, it's all just like this happened. Since, you know, twenty. 20 years before a new hope or whatever and i'm just like i'm tired of stories happening in that timeline like i mm-hmm. want to see what happens next and now of course since they've abandoned all the extended universe stuff now i, I don't like what happened next they've abandoned everything yeah man <laughs> fucking sad yeah because there were i mean like the shadows of the empire book takes place between empire strikes back and return of the jedi and there are like books that take place in between oh, fuck, i forget the name of it but there's another book that takes place in between a new hope and empire strikes back too the old like the legends they were awesome i miss them yeah i look forward to reading those like i am going to start with the uh, heir to the empire and because that seems to be uh, highly regarded mm-hmm. yeah how do you feel about the new star wars movies like the i don't know just in general <laughs> Florence. i wanted to ask you that because you're the star wars expert uh, oh yeah that's true oh you know you, that's not a joke he's talking to florence yeah i am what's so funny well, cause it, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's, well, it sounds like you were trying to get me started <laughs> no um I generally like them. I mean, they have yep. they have they have their their downfalls, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a new Star Wars movie, and I'm all like, even if it's not like amazing, it's just like it's Star Wars. At least it's Star Wars, yeah. Anything new Star Wars is just exciting to me. So, any favorites from the new ones? I mean, is there any particular? I mean, I think Rogue One was probably my favorite. That was pretty good. I have to admit that one was pretty good. Like Rogue One had the nostalgia that the prequel should yeah. have had, right? And and, yep. you know, I, like, I cried at the end of it. And, you know, like, it wasn't a perfect movie. But, like, no movie is a perfect movie. No. I mean, I don't know. That's debatable. But, like... I don't know. Have you seen Howard the Duck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I have Have you seen I Scarface? <laughs> I have seen Scarface. Scarface is awesome. I have seen yeah. Scarface. I, look, I'll say this, movie, too. Though. Like, I, I know I'm pretty down on Last Jedi, uh, but I, I like Rogue One a lot. Like, I thought that movie yeah, was Rogue good. Rogue One was good. And mm. I think that... There's ways that they could salvage the prequels. Like, tell a story where you get to see the fall of Anakin, but just in events we didn't see in the other movie. That's what Clone Wars is. Yeah, but it's a cartoon. Like, that's the problem. But, okay, like, yeah. here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but doesn't it also star Anakin? Yeah, and yeah, and it like it gives Anakin a personality. But I think we're talking about, like, Lizard Bounty Hunter number three is the star. And we, like, we find out things that happen in the Empire and all the developments, but, like, it's just part of the Lizard Guy's story. <laughs> and his name is what, Florence? Lizard Guy Bosk? What yeah, are you talking Bosk. about? Yeah, you're talking yeah. about Bosk. Yeah. Is, yeah, is that what you're talking about? He's the Lizard Guy. There's Bosk, and then there's uh, Dengar and IG-88 and... Uh, <laughs> Nerds. You're, you're almost there. You're almost there. You, Nerds. Got, you got one more. Get out. <laughs> Who did I forget? Well, Boba Fett. Boba Fett, IG-88. Nope, you forgot one more. Zuckus and Forlom. Zuckus. That's fucking Zuckus. That's right. Zuckus. <laughs> and and Zuckus. Forlom. Forlom. Don't forget about Forlom. I did forget about Forlom. Zuckus, I should have remembered just because he's got such a stupid name. Fucking Zuckus. One of my favorite games was Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. It was like the Starcraft or Age of Empires for Star Wars. It was great. Wait, isn't that the one that 
that Marco liked? No, no, he was talking. What, what's the one you uh, Galaxies, right? That's the MMORPG. No, it's not MMO. It's it's a fucking RTS. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about the no, the other one, the open world like World of Warcraft. Nah, nah I hate that shit. You're talking about the StarCraft <laughs> one? No, you're talking. You just said Star Wars Galaxies, right? That's the MMO. No, Galactic. I'm looking at it now. A massive multiplayer online role playing game, Star Wars Galaxies. I think you guys are actually talking about the same game. I think you guys, yeah, because the RTS is StarCraft style. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. We're best friends, Marco. That's the RTS. Yes. All right, listen. I knew it. That was great, right? All right. All right, you're in my cool books again. All right, let's listen to another track, and then maybe we should probably, like, slowly wind this show down, because this is a... Yeah, I really have to go sometime soon, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. Okay, so let's uh, listen to another track. This is a cool one. This is from Gregorio Franco's newest album, Quantum Memories. This is Archetapius.
that was Gregorio Franco with the track Archetapius off the album Quantum Memories. And that one just came out, and you should go check it out. And, of course, this is episode 150 of Beyond Synth, where the whole gang is here. The, gr- the whole, whole gang. Gray. The whole gray. The whole gray. He's the I other one. He's he he a bounty hunter we didn't see off screen there. He's going to be a... That's the lizard guy who stars in the side <laughs> stories. And uh, that was, of course, brought to you by uh, my lovely Patreon supporters, who are cool people, man. hot. There's buried. I'm going to do a huge list, guys. So get ready for this fucking thing because these are all the other people. I'm pre falling asleep. There's Barry 007, Bending Unit 22, Jeff Block, Mitch Wiseman, Neil McGee, Rohate Ganger. See, I don't say that one too often. Uh, Roboito, Katner, Gus Velisic, Velisic, is that it? Max Hutchings, New Gat Ninja, Deep Doreen Manning, Chris Schmo, Color Theory, Zyko, or is it Zico? It's it's on behalf of Sam Rubio, I know that one. Lavinia Obscura, hey, she's married to, uh, oh, he's down, he's down further. Retroglyphs, Square Wave Clothing, Mikey X Greeley, Adrian King, Airman, Junk Mail Jeff, Argen 1981, Kanaz, each data suck Russ Nice Nathan Winter he's the one who's married to Lavinia Obscura and there's Knox Bellow Lunar Baboon Format Animal Brendan Kellum and Party 85 I thank everyone this show because you guys are all is great is it Format underscore Matt? Uh, it's Format just Format probably my boy <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for donating to the show alright guys listen this has been a fun show, right? Did we have fun? Yeah. Yeah, this has been actually pretty good. The most fun. We played some trivia. We did trivia. <laughs> we it. talked about Star Wars. Uh, what else? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> this is like that's a fucking four-hour show, and like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. Uh, one more song, and then we are just going to say goodbye and fucking wrap this up, because this show has been long. It's been long. And here is a track. Uh, this is Voishin's with the single holograms.
Made, and that was Voicians with the track Holograms. And that's a cool one. And we're back here. This is episode 150. I'm here with Marco, Mike, and Florence, and we are winding down. This is the, the closing stretch here of the 150th episode. And, uh, you know, doing Beyond Synth is a fun time, and uh, I like uh, listening to synthwave music and cool electronic stuff and sharing it with people, and I like uh, having you guys come on and then do your contributions and stuff. I think it's cool. Uh, I'm always thankful for uh, Marco joining the show, because I know a lot of people enjoy your picks. I'm glad you mentioned me first. That's great. <laughs> you pick uh, different tracks than, than I pick, and so some people, they, okay. they like Marco's choices, you know? They're like, oh, Marco always makes the best choices, and... I I've seen that a couple of times. Well, you know, it's... Uh... But no, I, pre- I appreciate you doing it. It's cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate being on the show. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I love it. And uh, yeah, I-, I hope it works. Because I mean, I know when you were producing your own show, like it's a big pain in the ass. And so I, when I wanted you to come aboard, like I thought it would be a cool way to sort of everyone, you know, they still get their Marco and Marco doesn't have to stress out so much about doing That's shows. That's what I loved about it the most. I literally had really have to do fuck all work compared to what I'm used to. That was, it was incredible. So that's cool. And of course, uh, Mike Hoo-Ha, who does all the jingles for Beyond Synth and who I always forget to credit <laughs> in some episodes. Is this even. the plug segment? Is it the official plugs time? Yeah. Do you all right, to- guys, you can check me out online. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Actually, no, what I want to do is uh, I wanted to plug Vox Populi, just the shit, you know, the totally tubular thirds. I want to plug our lineup. We're such good friends with each other. And <laughs> on that note, I do have a, uh, a sample for the next episode that's going to go online this week. So it'll be two weeks behind or in front of the, whatever. It's hilarious. It's hungover, Andy. Take it away, Andy. Wait, what? No, Wait, actually. What? Uh, what? 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 <laughs> What's happening? What just happened? What? I guess we're in I don't understand what happened there. What just happened? Where did Mike go? tripping out here. Yeah. Mike, Lee? But, uh... Yes. What happened? Just my new laugh. Where did Mike go? Are we in some kind of weird space-time continuum? The fuck happened? Yeah. Wait, you got you guys heard that, right? I heard something for like two seconds, but that was it. A little bit of something faded in. Like, What was that? Right, I heard something for like two seconds, see, but that was it. We just go back in time well, for like right, ten seconds right, right, or something. All right, listen, uh, Mike, whatever you're playing is not coming through your microphone. Okay. All right, I'll I'll edit it in later. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how are we supposed to respond? Oh my god, I can't believe it. <laughs> Funny stuff, Mike. <laughs> Jesus, that's incredible. <laughs> <It's> Technology. <laughs> Technology. It's your fucking just bouncing off the wall antics that just keep this energy going, and you're a fun guy. Well, thank you, Andy. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to be part of your world. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate all your jingles, because they really add a fun energy to the show, and I think sometimes people maybe don't know where the hell they come from. They come from the mind of Mike Mendoza, a.k.a. Hoo-Ha. And go check out Hoo-Ha on Bandcamp. He's got some of my favorite tracks, man. And it's because of him that I discovered a lot of the synthwave stuff, because when I discovered the scene, I've said this, I, I feel like every anniversary show I say the exact same thing to you. <laughs> And it's, uh, you know, it, you were like the first, like after I met Robin, you were like the next person I met. We recorded a test show and then you're like, hey, you should check out Synthetics. Then you introduced me to a bunch of people. And uh, since then we've been buds and we have fun and we chat even when we're not recording. That proves that we're friends, right? <laughs> Are you gone again? You fucking idiot. That thing is not coming through your microphone. No, I wanna do, I'm not doing anything. I'm listening to waiting for you to shut the fuck up so I can say nice words to you. Are you done? You too? Wow. Sounds like a great relationship. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Andy, uh, what, what should I say? Ding, ding. Here's a, all right. Let me make a toast, guys. 
What should I say? Andy, you call me up way too much on the phone, but I pick up anyway. You fucking that's who it. we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go to retropromenade.com. Yeah, it's true. Because whenever I have like an issue where I'm trying to figure out, like I'm trying to think about stuff out loud because I just need to say ideas for like the Beyond Synth show and other things, I'll just like phone Mike and then just talk at him for a little bit. And that's it. But it helps. It helps my thinking. I just laugh and I like it. I, li- I love listening to Andy just think out loud for like 50 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like the show. I, the guest doesn't get a uh, word in edgewise. Well, Andy just goes on his fucking segments. Yeah, it's true. Okay, and uh, and Florence, obviously, uh, new addition to the show. I enjoy having you on the show. I like your perspective, and uh, and you got a cool voice, and you make cool music. And I have yeah. a good mic. I think that was the those were the the reasonings why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds like Andy. <laughs> You know, um. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's a compliment. Have you got a cool voice, and have you got a decent <laughs> Well, no, because and I should all be and I shall be thank you too because you are obviously a supporter of the show as well. Like you, and you know, you were with the Patreon for for a long time, and uh, mm-hmm. so I was I was thankful for that. And then when we finally met around the Christmas time. Uh, when I was doing that show and I was just like, hey, Florence is a cool person to talk to and I wanted to add some more variety to the show and and I think it's good and a lot of people like it because they, they tell me. That's that's good to hear. They say, hey, Florence <laughs> is a cool addition to the show and I say, yep, that was my idea. <laughs> but seriously, no, thank you for having me on. Um, it's awesome. I wouldn't know like 90% about all the synthwave stuff that I know about if it wasn't for this show, so I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate what you do, Andy. It's awesome. Yeah, that's that's all I got. See, this is great. We should do this every week. I think this would make us all feel good about ourselves if we actually had like some sort of like... Like a warm, fuzzy thing. Let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what we were just doing, metaphorically? It's kind of getting a bit gay in here. <laughs> no, we were just fondling each other's balls. Well, look, the bottom line is I mean, this. We, all, we hadn't moved on to the dick sucking <laughs> up look, look, the bottom line is this. We came hot, and the show is now <laughs> running to its conclusion. And I want to thank you guys all for uh, coming on the show. And caught uh, hot or cold, man, it's all good. And we, we had a fun time. This is episode 150. And that's it. So thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Here's to another 150 more. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're going to fucking blow the roof off this thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, as long as you come hot. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you got to call this episode Coming Hot or Come Hot or something, man. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah. Coming hot, uh, colon, the anniversary show. All right, guys. What? Look, what I'm going to... does that even mean? I don't, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to sign off the show while you guys are still here, and it's going to start playing, like, the end music. Okay. Okay. Which is also uh, uh, written by Mike, which is, uh, you know, the, the nice little fucking... That's playing in the background right now. Uh, <laughs> look... Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth, everybody. Uh, hope you like this one, and uh, tune in next week, where my guest will be somebody. And uh, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody. Thanks for listening. This was Beyond Synth. No more show today. Now shut up, the robot lady's got something to Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth.
If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash Beyond Synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.